Welcome to the Essential Church Podcast. Our goal is to strengthen and equip church and ministry leaders just like you through practical and theological discussions about some of the most pressing and important issues facing the local church today. We feature conversations with members of our team here at New Life Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, as well as interviews with authors and thinkers from around the world. You can follow The Essential.Church on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Watch episodes on our YouTube channel and also subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and Spotify, where you'll find a full archive of previous conversations. And now, here is this week's episode of The Essential Church Podcast. Welcome to this episode of The Essential Church Podcast, an ongoing conversation about some of the most important issues facing the local church today. I'm your host, Andrew Arndt, and today I want to take you to a conversation that uh, we had recently. It was actually, I was out of town, so it was Dr. Glenn Packiam and pastors Holly Packiam and Sarah Jackson, both of whom serve with the downtown congregation. And uh, Glenn teed up a conversation with them on emotionally healthy discipleship. We've talked some about uh, the emotionally healthy curriculum in the past. Uh, This time we sit down to talk about the emotionally healthy discipleship curriculum, uh, how to integrate it into the church, what it does, what it's for, and how it helps us bring together uh, not only spiritual disciplines, but also our own emotional health. It was a great conversation. Those of you church leaders that are looking to raise the level of discipleship and spiritual formation in your churches will be very interested in this conversation. So without further commentary from me, here's to the interview. Well, we're here today to talk about the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship courses, and those courses are made up of uh, two sections, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Emotionally Healthy Relationships. And before we get into it, I just want to kind of zoom out a little bit and give give people a picture of how these courses sort of fit. At New Life, every pastor is always thinking about discipleship. How do we do discipleship? And I don't think any of us would say, uh, you, you know, you program it, and programming it is the answer. At the same time, you have to have a little bit of a plan. And I'm reminded of the metaphor of uh, the the subway map or the underground map in London. You know, if you've, if you've ever been to London and you've seen the subway map, it looks super clear and organized. There's these straight lines, and you're like, oh, man, it's amazing. But when you overlay it with the actual city map of London, the stops are nowhere near where you think they are. So if you took, like, an underground map and you tried to say, oh, I'll just walk from this stop to the next, it might actually be like significantly longer, it might be more windy, it doesn't actually correspond. But they simplify the map because it's just easier to put that you know, on the walls. And in, in many ways, what we're trying to do with discipleship is we know that it's messy, we know that it's up and down, back and mm-hmm. forth, it's not, it doesn't go in straight lines, but churches want to chart a little bit of a course because it helps people say, oh, maybe this is a pathway, I, I've got small groups, I've got mentors, I've got friends, and I've got some of these courses. So I'm joined today by Pastor Sarah Jackson, Pastor Holly Packiam. I am married to Holly. And, <laughs> disclosure. Um, yeah, disclosure. 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 <laughs> and we're here to talk about these courses because both of you have been leading these courses at New Life, New Life Downtown, New Life North. And I just want to, let's, let's help people understand a little bit. So what is this and who is it for? I do think it's interesting, Glenn, when you talk about how you want some sort of a pathway because it's interesting because on one hand, we don't want people to tell us necessarily how to do discipleship. There's something in us that says, don't act like you know what you're doing and have it all together. But then when the rubber meets the road, a critique of certain discipleship methods is, well, you've given me ideas, but what I don't know how How to to do do that, how to be practical. Mm -hmm. So what I love about the EH discipleship material is that you've got sort of the the 50,000 foot Mm. view, Mm. 
But then you also have really practical st- skills for how someone personally uh, embraces mm-hmm. the lifelong journey of spiritual formation, of yeah. discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I think that's really unique about the program, so we have the EH Discipleship, as Sarah said, kind of as the umbrella. Then we have Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and Emotionally Healthy Relationships. And I think how it's different maybe than a tradition, how we might t- typically mm. in churches think of uh, discipleship is that, you know, we kind of think of this pathway as like, I become a Christian, I get involved in church, I mm. attend a small group, I someone helps me learn how to pray and, you know, do those kinds of practices. But oftentimes that's really disconnected from... Um, our emotional journey. I think for me, it was that way growing up. I sort of Mm -hmm. learned those things and that's wonderful. But I think when I started learning more about emotional health, that was, Mm -hmm. I, this course helped me to bring those two pieces together. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I remember when we first started doing these courses, we were all like, well, we're going to do the spirituality course, but the relationships course, it's probably intuitive, right? I mean, we all get along. This is fine. And then once we dove into the material, we realized, oh, these are really interconnected. Yes, it's about loving God and receiving the love of God, but it's also about how do I practically love people well and receive love well, which is something that I think isn't necessarily something we've talked about very well in the church. Right. Absolutely. And we sort of just say kind of generic things sometimes, well, be kind to one another, love one another. But Mm -hmm. but on that emotionally healthy relationships course in particular, there's like these sentence stems. Can I, you know, can I check an assumption with Mm -hmm. you or, hey, I'm puzzled by, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people might say, oh, that's kind of corny or whatever. But the truth is these are meant to be like training wheels, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it gets people going. Okay, so... Let's let's give people some details about this. There are each eight week courses, and they were developed by Pete Scazzaro uh, mm-hmm. in Queens, uh, in New York City, um, New Life Fellowship. No connection with us other than friendship. But but there's some myths sometimes with this. Like oh, this is a course. I mean, here we are with two pastors who happen to be women, and so the 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 myth kind of maybe is reinforced that oh, this is like uh, uh, for women only. How would you address that myth? Well, I think um, I think it can really be for anyone. And yeah, I think another myth might be that some some people might think, especially with um, the emotional part yeah, of the, in yeah. the title, that maybe it's a counseling group or maybe it's for someone who's walked only walked through trauma. trauma. That's another one of the myths. Um, yeah. Things like that, and I I would just say it's for anyone um, mm-hmm. coming in wherever your walk is with the Lord. That I mean, I just finished up an emotionally healthy spirituality course yesterday, and there were you know people who someone who'd just gotten out of prison, someone mm. who'd suffered, you know, 30 years of abuse wow. and some, but then, you know, there's someone else who's like, I never really knew what it was like to ha- actually really have a relationship with the Lord. Like wow. I, mm-hmm. I read my Bible and prayed for 30 years and I, I didn't know that I could be with Jesus and, mm. and sense his presence and sense his leading. And mm. so I would say it's for anyone. Yeah. I absolutely come across people all the time. Every single time we run the course, someone's like, well, this is probably more for sensing people, right? Not intuitive. No, it is for anyone who wants to deepen their relationship with God. You could be a new believer. You could be someone who has been faithful with the Lord for decades. We never reach some epitome in our relationship right. with God that, all right, nailed it, done. Right. I just right. scoot from here to my death into eternity. Yeah. <laughs> there is always a place with God where something is healed, mm. something yeah. is uncovered. 
And so again, while it might be that you needed language for mm. something in your relationship or your experience of God, or maybe in in particular seasons, you need a practical skill. How do I lean into faith when I feel stuck? Mm. Right. How do I love someone well when I don't like them or enjoy yeah. them? Yeah. And yeah. how does that apply to how God relates with me? So these are this is not a counseling session sure. by any means, but it will it will require the challenge of um, digging into our inner right. world, which is something yes. that typically, especially mm-hmm. in evangelicalism, we give a lot more attention to the outer world than to yeah. our inner world. Yes. That's so good. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's take a little bit of a moment of personal vulnerability, you know, whatever you're comfortable with here. But how have the courses impacted you yourself? Like, as in, And both of you should have hinted at some of that a little bit, you know. I, yeah, I think kind of going back to what I was saying a little bit ago, just I think I had those spiritual practices in some form throughout my life, you know, becoming a Christian as a child and start, sort of started to learn how to do those things. But it was later in my life, in my 20s, and I went through a counseling program, and really that was what provoked a lot of this journey of becoming aware of my emotions. I think I was a stuffer. I wanted to bury things, shove things under the rug, walk away. I didn't really, really want to or know how to. I didn't have any language, any skills for as to how to, to process that. And so I think what bringing these two things together has been amazing to, yeah. to realize yeah. God created us as emotional mm. beings. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, all through scripture, we can see where he has emotion. He's angry or he's mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. Or, and so I think it's an invitation for us to, to step into that. And I felt that invitation, I think, in going through it. And I've gone through it many times now. And I can honestly, truly say it never gets old. Like, mm. I, I don't think there's... Any other book besides the Bible that I've read that I keep reading yes, over and over same, and, same. and like the onion, you know, you keep peeling it back. <laughs> every and like time. the onion makes you cry. Every yes, time. that's yeah. right. Yeah. No, it stinks I will. sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <It's good. laughs> I will feel like, okay, the Lord revealed something new to me. So at yeah. teaching it, it's not like or facilitating it. Yeah. It's I try to make sure everyone knows. Mm. I'm not here because I have all my practices perfectly in order yeah, and I do all good. of this right and I'm completely self-aware and mm-hmm. you know I'm still I'm learning and growing with them and the Lord just continues mm. to reveal new things. Yeah. Well, it's so. beautiful. I I mean we could be here all day. I'm sure both of <laughs> yes. us talking about what has yeah. happened. I would say for me um, it's really helped me see Jesus in a different way. Mm-hmm. I think I I think I downgraded his humanity a little bit. And I yeah. think in fully realizing a little more about how there's there's no value judgment on emotions. They're just a part of being fully human. And right. he he accepted that. He took that on in his incarnation has has started to uh, make me take my emotions more seriously and realize that they the awareness of what I am experiencing inside of me is part of discerning God's work in my life. And really fully and even sometimes painfully, but sometimes joyfully accepting and appreciating that has Mm -hmm. even changed the way that I understand the love of God and where Mm -hmm. He is moving in my life, the way He's affecting other people. It's also made me more patient with the journeys. Of other believers, right. which yes. I guess I really needed, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> I think it's made me more honest. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've, I've been through the course maybe six or seven times. The spirituality one more, the relationships one maybe three or four. You guys, I think it's over a dozen times, I'm sure. But I, I think for me, one of the things is, you know, early on, Pete talks about how we can use God to run from God. Mm-hmm. And people in ministry, you know, you guys listening to this, pastors, church leaders, we, we, we're out front. So like you said, Sarah, the public life, the outward life is it, it's more dominant. And we, our own inward life kind of gets ignored. Uh, and then secondly, just that idea of I, I've got spiritual language for everything. And it's, oh, this is mm-hmm. a you know, spiritual attack or this mm-hmm. is a, And not to say things can be both. Right. They, it, there can be a spiritual component to it. And there can be an emotional unhealth where you're like, man, I've got to address that. You know? So going back to move forward, and then he, then he talks about uh, this idea of, of um, exploring your, your past, which I didn't really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're... Past you, is in the past. past Let the it past. go. I'm a new creation, and he talks <laughs> about that. You know, but they have this saying in their church, uh, Jesus is in your heart, but grandpa's in your bones. Like you have these scripts that you kind of pick right. up. And just recognizing, oh, yeah, what are the narratives? What are the scripts? That even as a leader, why do I react to these situations? Mm-hmm. Or why right. do I overfunction in these situations? When I feel like the staff is in crisis, why am I like, oh, I've got to hold everybody together? Or i got to make sure that everybody all thinks the same. Could it be that some of those things come from your family of origin and stuff? So, so just making us integrate our whole selves is really, to me, it's a way of laying our whole selves before the Lord and saying, Lord, work with not just who I am in this moment, but work with all of, of, mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. me. So I love that. And I think that a, a refusal to pay attention to that, a refusal to, to ask God to show us things from both what we've experienced mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. our, our present-day situation, and even to pay attention to our hopes and dreams for the future is to miss out on an opportunity to be blown away by the work of God in our yeah, lives. If we aren't willing to do the work, then we won't get the reward and benefit <laughs> of, of gratitude just rising up in us. I can't believe yeah. what you've done in mm. my life and how faithful mm-hmm. you've been to yeah. me. I think one of the things that we hear about in evangelicalism is like, you know, I'm a new creation. Yeah, and right, Pete yeah. talks about that in the book. Like he's telling his wife, Jerry, well, Jerry, I'm a new creation. Like, I'm great. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I'm always like, making the best decisions. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm married to you. Know that's Uh-oh. not quite true. So we are, but so it's like, yes, but not everything is done in us mm-hmm. yet, yeah. right? Until eternity. And so it's there's this processing and this mm. continuing to take a step forward mm-hmm. with the Lord and say, Lord, I give you permission to continue to work mm-hmm. in my life. Good. For a moment, I thought you were going to tell a story from <laughs> We didn't take that. Time. I'm reading um, Philip Yancey's memoir right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And I, it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is, it is a work of staggering genius, but it is heartbreaking to see what, you know, you know we're living out some of the bricks that were laid in the foundation of the the Western evangelical church, you know, so many decades before us, right? And yeah, the yeah. things that were not just acceptable, but but promoted as far as just a, a divorcing oneself from paying attention to the feelings of others or, mm-hmm. you know, putting, again, like I said before, putting more attention on what am I showing? What yeah. am I producing? Gifts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, am right. I saying all the right things when mm-hmm. I'm in a congre, you know, with my congregation? Am I, am I even, are my facial expressions you know, <laughs> do the, the appropriate and acceptable yes. ones? And then behind the scenes at home, you know, Philip's talking about his experience yeah. and, and going, even as a kid, I knew 
this doesn't make sense. Something Why wrong. is my parent acting this way with these people mm. and yeah. another way with yeah. me? Right. And yet that is the invitation to all of us is the, is my inner world congruent with my outer yeah. world? Mm. And we can't do it on our own. The, the prayer mm. of the psalmist, give me an undivided heart. Yep. I mean, that's the, the idea, the, the idea there in Hebrew is just a heart that's united, you know, like mm. the unified. So Let's okay. We've made church leaders squirm a bit because we know we are actually the ones who need this yeah. work, and and yeah. maybe because we have such an emphasis on the outward life. Let's let's take a step back. Let's you know pause off of that. How about our people? How have you seen this impact the church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Sarah, you've been leading these groups at New Life Downtown. Holly, you just came off a group. You know, a lot of women at New Life North. What are some of the? And you told some of the stories, but just you know, big picture and individual. What's the impact mm-hmm. of, of it? Um, I heard uh, a report from a man who I highly respect in his 60s. He wrote an email after the courses saying, you know, I've been following God for a long time. And I, and I know this, you know, I respect him and his relationship with God. And he said, but but when we talked about uh, one of the sessions is called Journey Through the Wall. We talk about what, you know, when you feel stuck in your relationship with God, is that a legitimate thing? Is that a faith issue? What's going on? Uh, he said, you know, I had experienced these things in my life before, but I didn't have language for it. And so I didn't know, A, what to call it, B, is this good? Is it bad? Is it okay? Am I not? And he said, I could look back on my life and see, oh, that was actually a love, a love work of God in my life. And I I kind of thought, maybe, hoped so at the time, but I didn't have the language that this course gave me to really own that and appreciate it. So I think it's giving people language. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's really true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a, a story that I hear in different ways over and over is one where people share that I you know I was taught growing up in Christian faith that I wasn't supposed to have emotions mm-hmm. or I wasn't supposed to, you know, this this was going to take me down a wrong path to if I ever, you know, said I'm angry mm-hmm. or you know a lot in many homes I think people yeah. say you know I wasn't allowed to feel yes. sad or I needed to go deal with that with myself or I wasn't allowed to be angry and so just especially those harder emotions many people growing up in Christian homes weren't allowed to experience that or maybe they experienced it privately but weren't allowed to right. share that openly right. and so I think for I think I see this thread in so many stories mm-hmm. of oh God actually, God knows anyway, but God mm. wants me to come to Him and to come to others and say, this is how I'm feeling. And and I think the invitation there is, how how is God, what is He saying to us through yeah. that? That He's speaking to us maybe through that joy or through that grief or, you know, how is how is He coming to meet us in that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. When I was doing some of my work, on my doctoral stuff on, on worship and what people are experiencing, I had to interact mm-hmm. with some research on what emotions are. And one of the basic sort of insights from psychology is that emotions are a mode of perception. They're a way of seeing the world. Mm-hmm. So when you experience, this is you know sort of one-on-one stuff, but when you experience the emotion of anger, first of all, emotions are they're pre-reflective, so they're just arise. You you don't tell yourself be angry, you know, it, it, it's pre-cognitive, the pre-reflective. It just shows up. But when you feel anger, what you're doing, it's because you have perceived. Uh, an obstacle to a goal that you've had, mm-hmm. for right. example. Mm-hmm. When you experience fear, it's because you've perceived a threat. Mm-hmm. When you experience sadness, it's because you're perceiving a loss. 
Um, and, and so in many ways, what we're trying to do with spiritual formation, again, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, mm-hmm. all of, all of ourselves, our whole selves, what we're trying to do is not to give our emotions sort of canonical authority, not to treat them like they have some sort of you know, uh, authority in our lives, but to use them as modes of connecting with God mm-hmm. and connecting right. with each other. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you said, you, you know, okay, I'm experiencing anger, and then you know, this guy's saying it's giving me language, so we say... What am I? What am I mad about, Lord? I'm angry that this is obstructing what I thought was my plan for my life. Mm-hmm. But when you pray that, that's what the psalmists are doing. Mm-hmm. And then in praying that, God might say, "Well, what if I have a different plan for your right. life?" And you're like, "Dog, God, I, I, I <laughs> you know? right?" So, so it's not about oh, naming my emotions and then God just validates my emotions right. and right. and that's the end. Mm-hmm. God, God might say. Thank you for that honesty. Now let me <laughs> reframe your perspective. Yeah, I've heard them called signposts. Yeah, yeah, and as yeah. soon as we see, if we use our emotions properly as a signpost, they can cause us to pause mm, mm. and turn to God. Yeah, God, yeah. how are you coming to me in this? What mm. am I? What do you want me to see that I'm not seeing? Is there something that I'm controlling or grasping, mm. and you want me to release it or, or surrender mm. it to you? Mm. If we don't pay attention to those signposts, we hit brick walls. We it's get good. lost. And then we're like, why am I so lost? Why don't I know yeah, where I'm yeah, going? Why, why am I not turning to God on a regular basis? Because I'm not paying attention to the road signs. That's really great. Really great. Okay. As we wrap up here, uh, Sarah, I know you serve as a coach for uh, the ministry here that, that Pete and Jerry run. And... Uh, when if you're talking to pastors and saying this is what it would take to run the course at your church or even to beta test it, uh, what would you say to someone who's in- intrigued and wants to test this out? Yeah, I would say go to the website. There are <laughs> some is? different d- emotion. Thank you, emotionally healthy, <laughs> emotionally healthy discipleship dot org, emotionally healthy discipleship dot org, and. At the site, you can be directed to, are you just wanting to pursue some things for yourself? Mm. Do you have a team of people who you know are already excited about this? Or are you actually wanting to run these as a course? I know a lot of churches think of this as, oh, it's it's a small group curriculum. Mm -hmm. It's not actually. And you can do it that way, but it will not be used for what it's meant to be used for, which is a culture changing curriculum that is meant to be slowly and methodically offered over the course of many years to change Mm -hmm. language, to change Mm -hmm. ways of interacting with people. Um, But the website will be a great help to you. There is a financial investment in it. And I know that's been something Mm -hmm. that that churches have often said, you know, what gives? Why why am I paying, you know, 30 to 50 bucks for a packet of books? But here's the thing. It's not a one and done thing. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, how much would you pay for a college course, sure, right? Sure. You do it once, you're done, you burn your I've tests. I tried to block those. And you, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but then this is, I mean, I have these books, these books I've had for four years, and I continually go back to them. So whatever I paid four years ago has more mm. than been worth it because it's the kind of book, like you said, why do I keep returning to this book? Yeah, yeah. Usually I don't do that. I read right? a book and then I'm right. like, okay, I'm yeah. done, but... Yeah. Right. And I, I think it's pretty laid out for you. So sometimes people might wonder, I, I'm, yeah, am I, can I do this? Yeah. Am I equipped to do this? There is training for it that you can go through. Um, there's a workbook that mm. is very laid out, really, I mean, even really minute by minute, mm. if you want to do it in that detailed of a way. And so I think if you're wondering, you know, if I could lead this or if someone at my mm-hmm. church could lead this, I think um, they really provide everything that you need to do it. And you can, you know, equip others, like there's other leaders. We have table, usually we do it with table leaders. 
leaders. So table leaders are sitting with other participants and asking the questions. But what my feedback is, thank you for just bringing something so organized and detailed. Yeah. And we, because it's laid out that way, we Makes feel equipped easy. even as a yeah. table leader to do this yeah. well. Yeah. And if you want to do it, give yourself three months to go mm-hmm. through the material yourself, mm-hmm. to order the materials, mm-hmm. we, we, to we, we sh- get Let's trained. talk about the materials. There's a, yeah. there's a book, mm-hmm. there's right. a workbook, there's a devotional, and there's a DVD or, or a video link. Right. <laughs> DVDs. Yeah. And so each of the courses has their own set of books. You don't share right. books yeah. for the two yeah. courses. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, But give yourself some time because I talk with so many pastors who are like, we're excited about this and we're going to launch this mm. in September and it is August 29th and can you fast track those books here? And I'm always like, train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to hate this because right. you're going to feel so rushed. And the point of this is to slow down. So give yourself three months. It, it, we don't want this to be, I mean, it is sort of like an infomercial for the course, but the, <laughs> we, we were not paid to say any no, of these no, things. No. <laughs> um, yes. But, but I, I do think um, when we've looked around at different materials, it pulls together some ancient spiritual practices mm-hmm. and it integrates some wisdom from the world of counseling and psychology and it sets it with a biblical frame. There's a Bible study that happens mm-hmm. every week in the lesson um, so that we're, we're trying to, again, the goal is an integrated spirituality um, between emotions and, and our minds and the Bible and our relationships and all of that. So in one sense, it is, it is such a wonderful introduction because of the way it synthesizes from these other sources. But the goal is to help our people in discipleship in a way that is intentional, in a way that is uh, holistic, and in a way that helps them take the journey for themselves to maturity in Christ. 